the hip hop, the hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, hip hop. You don't stop the rocket to the bang, man. Boogie, say up, jump the boogie to the What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? It's Tuesday. It's a rainy Tuesday in Louisville, Jeffersonville, and um, it's your host Brandon Lawrence, Carlo Kellum, Trevor Kelsey on the wheels of steel. Out of bounds. You know what time it is? Seven o'clock Tuesday every Tuesday, seven p.m. Um. Carlo, man, you told up, man? You, you told me to um, you said it was your idea to do that opening, and today is going to be a Sugar Hill Day. Is that right? Yeah, man. Rest in peace, the Big Bang Hank, man. One thirds of Rapper the Lights gone, man. So the reunion tour ain't gonna be the same. Oh, they have it reunion tour. Yeah, really. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sure they still making money off of uh, Rapper's Delight. Yeah, somebody's. Yeah, they making money. money off. That's the first crossover rap song for those of you that don't know. Um, you know what? Rappers delight. Rappers delight. First crossover. Rap I don't song. think that they were like it was some old lady. It was an old lady that did rappers delight. Like that, they made it, the thing. They made the album. It was a lady that, that put it together. I forgot yeah. her name, man. I remember, yeah, you saw the same BT know. special. Yeah, some old lady. Nah, the funny part about it, my daughter, my kids have a a hip hop book, like for kids, and you, it's man. You get Nikki Giovanni, the... and she said that background story. You know. About the uh, about the rappers that like it's pretty you know those guys yeah they're they're iconic man they're like are they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame I don't know yeah man we lost <coughs> Imp the Dimp is what they used to call him man. H- who Imp the Dimp Imp the Dimp yeah what, what came so, out know, first Rappers Delight or the uh, it's a juggle sometimes I keep going to that what's that song uh, the uh, the message message yes which one came out first because because Carly that's Funk Master Flex Rappers Delight Rappers Delight was the first yeah. cross so that came rap. out first okay because those are the yeah. two oldest hip hop songs I think of when I think of early hip hop oh yeah I mean you know that was the first like mainstream kind of kind of sort of um, they were both like early eighties I'm not mistaken correct I don't know man I was born in seventy four so <laughs> that means you still don't know yeah I think Funk Master Flex that came around like eighty one eighty two I think eighty one yeah I mean yeah. like if you're That's seven still years pretty early I mean yeah I mean but I wouldn't know because I mean eighty one I was seven years old how old you call her? Four, uh, yeah, three or four, four man. So we yeah. didn't know. But I had older brothers. I don't mean know. you can't learn about stuff that happened before you were born. Yeah, I, but I, I mean, I use that excuse. But music on. is a feel, man. You, you feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, you can tell somebody when Thriller came out, but I can tell my kids when Thriller came out. But unless you were alive when Thriller came out, you know what I'm saying? You don't really. It's not the same emphasis. It's not the same feel and effect. You know, like hip hop for me, it was not. Rapper's Delight was cool, but I wasn't, you know, I was N.W.A., Slick Rick, because that was when we were, when I was a teenager. Yeah, so man, that was, I was you know, Ron C., Too Short. You don't yeah. remember Ron C., do you? Ron, it, 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 was, it came C. out in 79, by the way, which was probably then before Message. And it's yeah. actually part of the Library hey. of Congress under the yeah. National Recording Registry. But see, here's but We're the not going to do the top five boy bands on this show. No, but they look, 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 look here's, the the previous show. here's the thing. Trevor is good with the numbers, and, and you know, because he's got the computer over there, so he Googles it real quick, but... Even though Carlo Googles too. But what we've got, you know, music is a field, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't I don't need numbers to know music. You know, I could tell you when something happened okay, based so on you know, my field. If you know music, did yeah. uh old dude steal Marvin uh Gay's uh sound oh, track? Track. Of course. Robin Thicke, did he steal it? Robin Thicke said he was drunk when they were doing it. But for so real really if Pharrell. I was on for real, he ain't catching yeah. no heat about it. I mean you can steal the music, you just gotta pay the people. Got to pay the royalties. I mean, it's you know, sampling. Ask, when you pay, it's called sampling. When you don't, it's called stealing. Well, yeah, ask, ask Michael Bolton. 
And um, <laughs> I, the Osley brothers got him. So, you know, I mean, everybody did it, you know. Ask, I mean, ask, ask Elvis. Ask who? Who else? Who else is a music thief? <laughs> Public enemy. <laughs> Pat Boone. <laughs> That's he's a but, music, no, but you can't put Vanilla Ice on this because his was had that special ding in there in the middle. That's what made it different than huh? the, oh, Remember man. Vanilla Ice? It wasn't the same sample. They have this went dun 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 dun. His went dun 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 ding dun dun dun. So it was oh, different. Man, I ain't even, you know he's not even on. He's not even in the conversation. He's not you know he's a small time thief. He's a petty thief because Suge got his money off of him, so it's no big deal. That's cool. But yeah, man, Carlo, did you see that? Like was that even a game last night with the Bears and who did who was Now last night was Carolina and the Eagles. Oh. You saw Mark Sanchez making his uh triumph debut back with not his debut, his but his debut was first full, his game. first full game. Right. And he's balling, man. I gotta give him credit. He's in the perfect system for his his skill set in yeah. the NFL. And I'm sure Trevor's pretty excited about the Eagles right now and what Mark Sanchez is bringing to the table. We'll see next week, man. Um, They're going against the Cowboys. It should yeah, be a good game. Yeah. I mean, I, the I, question I, on that is Tony Romo healthy because he didn't look too too good in the fourth quarter in the uh, London game. I didn't see it. I mean, I turned it off after we were up. I turned it off. So, you know, cheerio, pip, pip. Yeah, you didn't watch the full game. Dad's party that the Friday night, though, he said. He partied, he partied and still he still balled out. See, it's not the 80s, man. Guys like Lawrence Taylor, Michael Irvin, they can get away with doing that, man. You can't do that nowadays. Well, Dez is with Rock Nation, man, so he can do what he wants to do, you know. He's like, he doesn't care. And, and Jerry Jones isn't too excited about that, by the way. Well, would, I wouldn't be either because, I mean, look at, the, look, at their, um, look at their roster and look at their track record. You know, did you see that Durant thing on HBO? Oh, I didn't get to catch. It's cold, man. I mean, they have Durant. They got Robinson Cano. Um, they they did a masterful job. I'm talking about Rock Nation, Jay Z, of course. They did a masterful job of pitting, pinning my, uh, Nike in a corner by making them think that Kevin Durant was going to go with uh, was what is it Rock. Uh, Under Armour? Oh, okay. I mean, which uh, I, he would have never went with Under Armour. I don't believe, but it was a possibility, and they got him. You know, got him lucrative con- a more lucrative contract. And more exposure, man. I mean, because you got, you know, Kevin Durant, he's the reigning NBA MVP, scoring champion. So you have to be, you got to have the same amount of exposure as LeBron, right? If you're the MVP and you're the f- face of the league, the future of the league, you well, got to have MVP is not always contract. the future of the league. I mean, John Stockton was the, well, not John Stockton. Well, I mean, Steve Nash was the MVP if he went to the face of the league. Well, when you're 20-something years old and you're MVP. MVP does not always equal face of the league, though. But when you're 20-something years old and you're the MVP, I would say that you're probably, it's a good bet. The face of the organization. So Kevin Durant is I not mean, the face of the league. Was Carl Malone the face of the league? We're not talking about Carl I'm, Malone. I'm just throwing out people who've won the MVP. John Stockton's LeBron, I, I, I said Steve Nash. And Steve MVP. Nash. Scoring but champion and MVP. LeBron James is the face of the league. Yeah, Brandon, Who's, he's not. It's, it's scoring LeBron champion, James. LeBron James. Scoring champion and well, you might like LeBron James, but no. when I, my point, my point is, you have to if you if you're the MVP and the scoring champion, you've got to be upper echelon. You have to have somebody. Well, the point, he, the greater. Hold up, the greater point was Rock Nation is taking him to the next level with LeBron James. No, he's so he's one of the faces of the league. He's one of the faces, but yeah. if you say he's the face, if you can only give it to one, he's not the one. That's I said he's. 
I didn't say he was the face. Yeah, of he did, but that's that's all right, man. We're just ca- he, I'm just carefully he, dissecting you your dialogue him, over there. Well, man. I mean, you know, you, I mean, you know, if you, that's all right, man. You, you, love, you love right LeBron right James. Rose, you love though. LeBron James, but I like I like Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's from the DMV. Ain't wrong with it, man. He's you but know he's he's the face. He's one yeah. of the faces of the league. But you was tying that to some people say he's the face of the league. You was tying that to Des Bryant and Rock Nation that whole camp. That was great. It's good stuff, man. That was great. I'm gonna check that out though. Yeah, yeah. HBO, but yeah. <laughs> but back he's, to, he's one of the faces yeah. of the league. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah well, you know, on the Monday night game last night, back to the game, Carolina, Philly. <laughs> what are they doing with Cam Newton, man? You, don't I, have you know, a, I don't blame him. have a team. I don't, even, I don't even blame him for his fault. Last, it's not his he fault last night. I blame the front office for not getting him a wide receiver or any type of receiving court. He doesn't have a team. Yeah. He doesn't have a line. He doesn't have a team. How can you go from, um, you know, having a first round bye last year in the playoffs? And hosting the playoff game against the 49ers, which they didn't do well. But how can you go from that to you're not even going to make the playoffs this year? You let Steve Smith go. The best, well, it was usually your best receiver, LaFell. The more receiver, yeah. Is, Le, is it LaFell? Well, uh, right. Not Benjamin? No, right now I think it's, it's Benjamin. probably Benjamin. Yeah, it's Benjamin. Yeah, he's a rookie, and he's not Kelvin great. Benjamin. Or he's Greg Olson, the tight end. Well, I'm receivers, man. He's. I mean, when your top weapons in general, when your top receivers are tight end, it's not good. You they got they got Frazier's boy Jeremiah Cotry. He ain't doing nothing. Who Jericho Cotry? Yeah, Jericho. Oh nah, man, yeah. former Stiller. Ah man, Stiller's sorry, man. Stiller's sorry. They but hopefully, they, hopefully, the Jets. Yeah, but hopefully they get this young man some help next season, and hopefully they get a new coach. Because I'm not sold on Rivera taking him to the next level. Well, he was supposed to be gone last season. They went on a run, and you know. But hey, man, it's, it's whatever. But big ups yeah. to Mark Sanchez and the Eagles, man. They big uh, ups to Mark they Sanchez. doing it, yeah. They're, yeah, they're the new. They're this week's Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> That's what they are. They're this week's Arizona Cardinals. I'm going on the record as saying they're gonna they're gonna beat Dallas next week or this upcoming weekend. They might. They might. I mean, Philly's good, man. But I, I mean, you know, the track record would tell you they won't go very far. <laughs> How many years? 40, 50 years, whatever it is, they, they, they won't go too far. But look, man, yeah. it's Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. And uh, we got a question. We got a question. We have a question. If you can call us and tell us who are, your, who are some of the top professional athletes who are also veterans right i mean some of them are easy some of active them are, uh playing now uh, uh, past uh, the present athletes well you really don't have a whole lot of them that are active now i mean we're talking right. about like you know probably like war david robinson not with david robinson the whole he... point carlo is to let the people <laughs> you know it was kind of like a trick thing i know man you know? well i gave him a freebie right there <laughs> yeah that's one that's one the admiral that's one 502-384-1450. So what if you were in the military but you, but you didn't huh? go overseas? Is that still considered a veteran? Yeah, I guess. If you didn't go overseas and, and serve during your time listed? Sure. Or, yeah, I mean, that's So like, if you just stay here, you still that considered most a, a veteran? Isn't that most people? I don't know. A lot of people. Not World War II or yet. Ted, I'm not giving away. Like I thought Williams veteran names when you like went over and followed came back. That's just one name. There's a more. We, hey, folks, we got two people here that just have, just, have, just have to be heard. Huh? I, said, I said I'm not a military. I thought it was when you went over and followed and came back. They considered you a veteran. 
I don't know, man. I'm. I'm. I would have to ask. You have to ask. Ask my big. Ask my brother. He's lieutenant yeah, colonel, brother, man. man. Lieutenant colonel. Get your brother to call in. And tell and, and lieutenant and colonel Kellum. If you know the scoop. answer to my question, call in. For a musician, five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. Would Elvis count because he just he signed up for like reserves but didn't actually go and do anything? Well, he's he, a vet. I mean, I don't know. I don't think count. you actually have to fight to be a vet. Okay. I think it's just like you know. If you're that's just like yeah, automatically. It's just like in the NFL. You don't have to. You don't have to play to be a to be a. NBA, NFL veteran. Well, if that's the case, then then, then the answer is easy to me. Yeah, I mean, you so know, Trevor, you're a veteran, man. You yeah. served what two days in basic training and left? <laughs> yeah, right. You got flat. Trevor had flat feet. He man. pulled a Riddick bow, man. He spent one day. He's like, ah, I'm out of here. First day. No, yeah. I, I have more respect to veterans day. than anybody because listen, if I, they asked me to go, I'd be on my way to Canada right now. I have no right business. now. If they told me you had to go to war, I'd be like. A boot? Not even in a war. I'm in. I'm. I'm buying a Tim Hortons T-shirt and learning how to say a boot and love hockey because I am have no use. I'd be nothing but a a shield for the three people behind me just until the five seconds I'm dead. I mean, I would go. I'd I would be, go I'd to the worthless. to the uh, like the service academy. That would be cool. It's a lot of people, a lot of athletes that went service academy and you know didn't didn't um, have to. I don't believe actually had to fight. You know, right. I mean, but it's a different type of thing now. As I as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, but check us out. What did I, we got to before we get started? Check us out Facebook O O B Out of Bounds backslash and all that other stuff. Shout yeah. out to Scott O'Hulahan for keeping it together. Yeah, the Fighting Irish. Go uh go Fighting Irish. But look, man, let's get into some of this NFL stuff. Um, Adrian Peterson he's got a grievance hearing set for Monday, November. Whatever his court whatever. date was, his his uh, his decision came last Tuesday, a week ago from today. Yeah, and he has an appointment this upcoming Tuesday, so he's gonna miss yet another game this weekend. Well, yeah, that's messed up, man. Yeah, that's messed up. You know, well, hopefully before what's Goodell doing? Hopefully before the Green Bay game, November twenty third. I don't know, man. He should have been clear to play know. this upcoming weekend. I mean, you was it would think so. Somebody's I mean, pulling some shenanigans I, behind the scenes to keep him off the field. A misdemeanor. That's, a misdemeanor. I mean, he he applied for instant reinstatement. The dude still no. playing with Dallas for stealing some draws. Well, he he had a good game too. <laughs> it's misdemeanors, man. Who I mean, you know, if everybody got fired for like doing something criminal, then you wouldn't have a whole a big workforce. You know, even misdemeanors. You know, cut, cut him some slack, Carl. I know you. You know you got your uh, pot shades on. Uh, nah, man, I got I got a headache, man, and the the yeah. lights here are so bright. You know, we're on Broadway, man. Yeah, that's why I love out of bounds so studios, bright. out of bounds Broadway. And speaking of, uh, we might as well talk about it. What's his name? Ray Rice. He's doing. He's trying to get back. He's having an, an interesting. What we already knew, Ozzie Newsom, GM of backing him uh, up. GM of the Baltimore Ravens, he backed him up. Like Carlos said, he confirmed that he was there when Ray Rice uh, told Roger Goodell June 16th that he hit his now wife in the elevator. I mean, you know, Roger Goodell saying that um, Ray Rice was ambiguous and when he questioned him about the assault and he said that the video was new evidence, and allowed Goodell to issue a new discipline after the original two-day suspension, extending it. You know, and uh, but I mean, you know, the, the 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 players, the players' union, Ray Rice's argument is 
you know, it's, it's double jeopardy. What's it's, interesting it's, in that, that story. It's labor laws. Usually they had, what's that lady called in the, in the court? Was it a curator? What's she called? That keeps what, record court of reporter? Court reporter. Usually they have one of those persons in every one of those meetings. And for some reason, <laughs> they didn't for this particular meeting, <laughs> one was not present. Conspicuously But absent. usually they always have one in these type of hearings. They'll have one in the session recording everything that's been said. Luckily, Ozzie Newsom was in that room. Lucky. Lucky. But I think that was strategically planned by the commissioner. I don't, I, man, who knows, man? Who knows what's going on around here? It's, you know, who, who knows? Tim McDonald's not going to be charged by the DA. San Francisco 49ers. He's, he was facing some domestic stuff. Hey, man, what's so, about uh, these guys facing? There's no NBA domestic stories right now. Not right now. Not until the love and whatever, come on them basketball wife shows come on. They have, yeah, that, they have a lot of uh, paternity issues. Yeah. Yeah. like what's, <laughs> Mostly paternity issues. Yeah, like Scotty Skiles and Larry Bird and who else? Who's the other guy? Sean, Sean, uh, no, nah, Sean Larry Kemp. Larry Johnson. Sean Kemp, you know. Guys like that, man. Alden Smith's reinstated 49ers. So the 49ers are getting some people back, well, They man. suspended them for one game. Yeah. Huh? Nine games. Was it nine games? Yeah. I thought he got suspended for something else this past uh, weekend. Or was it somebody else from the Niners? Uh, he was suspended for nine games uh-huh. in August, man. Uh-huh. You know, you know, all, he was – that's the cat that yelled the yeah. crazy stuff. At the, at the, the airport, airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy. The 49ers, man, they need help anyway. They need offensive help, man. They're going to need some help because they got the New York Giants coming up this upcoming weekend. Oh, yeah, the the scary Giants, man. Who did you beat? Did y'all beat anybody this week? No, we got crushed by Seattle, 38-17. That's right. That's right. They they went run amok on the New York Giants. But it's hard hard to beat Seattle in Seattle. So that that could happen to any team. It's almost impossible to beat Seattle in Seattle except for one team. The Cowboys, man. <laughs> Tony Romo's signature uh, win. Yeah, it's his signature win of his whole career. <laughs> yeah, what's his yeah, biggest win? Yeah, yeah. What's Romo's biggest win his whole career that you could think of? I mean, Carlo, look, man. I'm just asking a question. But no, I know you're All asking right. the question, right. but you're asking the question because you're mad because you lost. But I mean, this is a new season, man. This is a new season. You can't. Is he? They play the Giants. Play Seattle. Because the NFC East is playing NFC West, right? The Giants played Seattle and lost miserably. But, I mean, that's not the only team that busted y'all. So, you know, it's, Look, man, it's, it's, it's we're now, don't take a person. We're now in the third quarter of the season. This is going to be yeah. deal, do or die for a lot of teams. 11 games, man. So, 11 uh, games in. We're at nine. Third quarter of the season has begun. Yeah. And the New York Giants will turn it around. Turn it around. The Tia program. The Giants, I mean, the Giants got a lot of key injuries. A lot of key injuries, man. Running back Genesis is out. He's right. been out the last three three games, going on four games. Yeah. Victor Cruz is out. I mean, we got a rookie starting at, at, at a wide receiver. We, we're in the same position as Cam Newton, man. Eli don't have any help. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, but, okay. Yeah. I, hey, man. Some people make it happen, some people make excuses. Some bad craftsmen blame their tools. Yeah. Black and Decker, man. I guess. I don't know. But anyway, hey, it is what it is, boss. It is what it is. Carlo's over. What we're going to do is take a break while Carlo contemplates and um, another reason why the Giants are losing. He'll come up with another good excuse. We'll be right back. Out of bounds. You don't stop. Rock the rhythm. That'll make your body rock. Go so far. You've heard. 
heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. I'm the C-A-S-N, the O-V-A, and the rest is F-L-Y. You see, I go by the code of the doctor of the mix. And these reasons, I'll tell you why. You see, I'm six foot one and I'm tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all didn't know Sugar Hill had another hit, did you? <laughs> Carlo the, Kellum knew. That's the Carlton and Fresh Prince uh, jam, man. <laughs> yeah, that is the jam, man. That's cold. I mean, Sugar Hill, man. You know, you gotta you gotta di- give honor where honor is due, man. It has some it has some cold jams, no doubt. But speaking of cold, man, over in Africa. Even the African countries are giving each other the cold shoulder. The Africa Cup of Nations, which is uh, the uh, big soccer championship over there, you know, it has something to do with, you know, um, making the World Cup and all this other stuff. Morocco was scheduled to host it 2015, but because of its fears over the Ebola outbreak elsewhere on the continent, which is like... Next to nothing, almost the the Confederation of African Football um, of African Football confirmed that Morocco is not going to host the uh, 2015 Africa Cup of Nations. I think it's like it's not. I don't even the. I mean, it's not even. I, it's probably. I guess I don't know what 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 qualifies as an epidemic. But Africa is a huge continent. In the countries What's that have epidemic? Ebola, huh? it's only two. It's only two countries on the, on, all on the west coast of Africa. So man. it's not an epidemic. Liberia, uh, I forgot the. I know I Liberia. It, right has Tanzania. Nah, I don't know. I'm not even going to guess because I don't know the geography that well. Hold on, let me see. But um, yeah, I it's it's ridiculous. I got I got the it's map ridiculous. here, man. I got a map but, of this stuff. Oh, but oh. if you know history, you know kind of you kind of get the picture why Morocco. Morocco is like northern yeah. Africa. And this is all on the, on the western on the western coast of Africa, man. Yeah. On the on the ocean coast. I think Morocco's got more to worry about with bombs going off up there than than Ebola. Here it goes. You know, but hey, that's just it's it's crazy. Sierra Leone, Liberia, and Guinea. Yeah, those are the three. So really, well, they've got four up to. And this is up. This is recently up to November fourth. I just read down down the list. Four thousand nine hundred and sixty people have been reported as having died from Ebola. Which is a lot of people, but compared to uh, you know, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what qualifies as epidemic because Africa is huge, and yeah, it's like three countries. I'm looking at a map. Carlos showing me a map right now. The left, what is it, the west coast of Africa? Yeah, it's got three countries with Ebola, right, and the rest of the huge continent of Africa doesn't even have it. It's crazy, but hey, man. And I think even in America, they tried to do this fear fear factor thing. I think like what one person died that I know of. I mean, everybody else, the guy from New York, quarantine, he's gone. But hey, I don't know, man. 
Watch out for Ebola. It's out there, y'all. It's don't there. Ca- yeah. Don't catch it. Wash your hands. Don't give handshake. Give dab. Matter of fact, I'm just gonna yeah. start bowing, man. I'm not gonna give. T- I'm just don't want nobody yeah. to touch me, man. I know a guy that never shaked anybody's hand. I'm gonna Look, take on the shook, Asian. Shook culture. anybody's hand because, like, he didn't want him to get his fingerprints. Yeah, man. I'm about to be like Howie Mandel and just become a complete, uh, you know, compulsive disorder oh, yeah. and just not, you know, don't <laughs> touch me. He's weird like that. But yeah, man. Let's uh, oh, Lakers got to win, right? Finally. Yeah, that's your team, isn't it? Nah, it's Trevor's team. Oh, but okay. uh, yeah, they finally got to win, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's like you know, nobody really cares, but you know, it's always good. It's always fun to uh, poke fun of Kobe Bryant and his magnificent, his magnificent self. But look, man. Like I said, five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty is Oxmoor for Lincoln Buzz Line thing, and of course, the show is brought to you by you know. That guy with the law office, but um, look, here's the thing, man. I'm a name. I'm a name a couple. I'm a name a couple, uh, big time athletes who are also veterans. And since I'm I'm I live well, yeah. I was I was raised in Annapolis, Maryland, so I got to go close to home. Carlo already said one of them, which is uh the admirable, the admirable. Yeah, he's he is admirable. The admiral, David. What's his name? David, David Robinson. Robinson. Nate. <laughs> I forgot. David Robinson. I didn't yeah, his name Robinson. Guy. It's not like his name was like a man. It's Robinson. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I just, you know, it's crazy. And then his brother played. His brother played. Chuck. I think it's Chuck Robinson. Was it Chuck? <laughs> no, he had a brother. That sounds so made up. It might no, be true. But David Robinson yeah. had a brother to play. Are you sure? After I him. thought Chuck was the name of uh, Richie Cunningham's brother. He went up the stairs with know. the basketball and was never seen again. <laughs> 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 it might have been. I think it was Chuck Robinson, man. I mean, David and Chuck, that's not too far off. But, um, and then also, of course, Roger Starback, you know. That's the, who I thought you were going to mention. The greatest first. cowboy. I didn't know Roger served. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he's like, the, he's Navy. one of the uh, Heisman. Another Navy guy, Napoleon McCallum. Is that uh play for the Raiders, r- man? Running back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man. What did he play for in college? Was it Colorado? Who no, it was uh, the Navy? Oh, was We're the talking Navy. about oh, armed service right. people who played in professional sports. I mentioned Ted Williams, obviously. Ted Williams. You gotta think a lot of baseball, Lou Gehrig, uh or not Lou but Joe DiMaggio was yeah, in DiMaggio. You what about Joe Frazier? Hank well Hank the, Greenberg, taking yeah, further yeah. back. But well, not Joe Frazier, Joe Lewis. Well, <laughs> Joe Lewis, Joe big Lewis time. Was up yes. there, but because I Joe asked Lewis. you the question about regarding Elvis Presley without giving away the number one to me is Muhammad Ali. I mean, yeah, he, he, yeah, he never he did. Tra- he, but he was did, drafted. I mean, he was drafted. Yeah. But Joe Lewis was kind of closer to like uh, to Elvis Presley because he just did like uh, appearances and things. He didn't actually go over and do anything. Yeah. Well, he, he did just a, showed uh, up like Bob Hope and, and said some things to the crowd and got him pumped up and then walked off stage. Yeah, well, he's, he's on the list though. He's yeah, a vet. Yeah. He's what a Joe vet. Lewis did, he did he did boxing tours while he was in the army. That's so what he, Joe DiMaggio did too. Yeah. So Joe Lewis, he was he was yeah. still active while in the army. Well, yeah, his morale. There were morale guys. You know him, uh, Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra actually was a missile launcher, by the way. Yeah, he was an active yeah, guy. You ever listen to Yogi Berra talk and you would think that guy had the, his hand on the trigger of a missile launcher? It's a scary thought. Uh, Rocky Blyer from the Steelers. Now, he was in Vietnam. Uh, you know, some other A lot of baseball guys. Warren Spahn. Well, especially because you had World War One and Two going on yeah. at the time. That was the big deal, yeah. Bob Feller. And, of course, and recently, most probably most recently, most notable, Pat Tillman. 
Tillman's probably, and I was going to say Robinson's most recent, but I forgot about Tillman for a second. And Tillman would probably be the most recent. Yeah. Most of your era is going to be through the twenties, thirties, and I'm era of the sixties and seventies. Yeah, I mean, you know, military service isn't as popular, and you know, any as it as it is. I mean, I'm talking about like propaganda type stuff. It used to be a lot of it was a lot of that stuff. You got to admit, it was some propaganda stuff. But um, you know, it's just. But hey, like I said, you know, it's Veterans Day. We're honoring the veterans. That's a little bit of a little bit of trivia. A little bit of uh, information out there for people. I think we got some breaking news, man. Breaking news. We got any breaking news music? Uh, Guess not. No, I'm still trying to figure out if there's a Chuck Robinson, to be honest with you. It's Chuck. It's Corey, by the way. Is it Corey? Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was a C. I found a brother. I knew it was a C. He played the Navy. Uh, It says he attended Notre Dame first, though. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't a big Notre Dame fan. We had to be Navy local guys, man. What we got? What we got, Carla? What's the what's the uh, what's the breaking news that you have on Google? <laughs> <laughs> if, for those who don't know, Carlo is our Google is our resident Google expert. Anything right. do you have to know? He can look it up. Breaking news in college football. You know, this is the first year that we're going to have a playoff system. Just in the top four teams thus far have been announced in the playoffs in the playoff race. Okay, I'm gonna start from four to number one. Number four, who I should think should be who I think should be number one is Florida State. Don't understand how Florida they're number State four. Florida State is four. They haven't lost a game. I don't understand. Whatever. Number three is the Oregon Ducks, which is a uh, you know they're, they're a legit team this year, man. Yeah, they're good. Oregon's good. They run a score up. Who's number three? I mean number two. Actually, man, I did it wrong. Yeah, man. This is Oregon's West Kentucky education two. here. Number four is TCU. TCU has oh, okay. a lot of speed. You know, they're one of the fastest teams. Number three is actually Florida State. Number two is Oregon. And number one is Mississippi State. Well, they haven't, they haven't lost yet. But Oregon jumped Florida State. Florida State dropped from two to three. I don't understand how Florida State, and they've done nothing but win. And TCU jumped Alabama two spots. Alabama comes in at fifth, and, and Arizona State, who just thumped, thumped uh, Notre Dame, comes in sixth. Baylor Arizona seven. State. Well, Arizona State, that was a weird game. It was a home game. Notre Dame almost came back, so you know, I'm not sold on Arizona State. I'm about as sold on Arizona State as I am on uh, what's his name, Mark Sanchez. Now, in some <laughs> defense, Oregon did beat a, a top ranked, a top twenty ranked Utah team this week. While Florida State, while they won, somewhat struggled with I think what's not that bad a team, but a good Virginia team, and ended up winning just about fourteen. Plus, they had the game against Louisville where they somewhat struggled as well. Yeah. I'm not sold on Mississippi State at number one. Florida State, no doubt in my mind, they haven't lost. They should be the number one team in the nation. Florida that State, is yeah, politics. You got it, you got Mississippi it. State hasn't lost either. But still, Florida State's the returning champs, and they State's haven't lost. Mississippi State's a harder schedule already. Oh, man, come on. Here we go. Here we go. Dude, in order to be, you know SEC this. Bias. Trevor, you know this better than anybody. In order SEC to be the man, bias. you got to beat the man. SEC I mean, it doesn't matter. It's a playoff. That's the point. It doesn't matter if you're one or one, one, three or four. Well, it does matter. It could matter in matchup. You know, it does matter. They can end up playing the number one, one play, team. One plays four. Yeah. So, so I think the one matter. plays the three and the two plays the four, right? I mean, the one plays the four, two plays the three. Is that how it starts well, it out? Doesn't yeah. matter if you're yeah. as good as you're. If you're the man, as you like to say, then it shouldn't matter if you're playing four, three, or two. Mm-hmm. You're getting an opportunity to still continue to be the man, and you have nobody to blame but yourself. So if you, I'm saying they should be in the number one spot. That's all. It's about matchups. It does matter. 
If you're between one and four, you want to be one. You don't want to be four. Well, matchups are relevant with Oregon State, Oregon jumping FSU, because if they were still two, they would play the three seed anyway. But the thing is, Mississippi State is going to lose a game between you know, now and the end of the season. They possibly could. They still play Alabama, and they yeah. still play uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss as well. And the Egg Bowl. TCU, I'm sure, probably. No, their schedule is pretty tough. They're done from now. They just so beat, they're probably, their, their they're probably destruction of out. Kansas State was the last chance they had to really beat a really good team, and they looked good doing it. My question would be, why isn't um, James Winston in any Heisman conversations? Is it, is it strictly because of the off the field Five fourth stuff? quarter combacks this season. Is it off the field Yeah, stuff? it's all off, off the field antics. It's got to be. I mean, the only reason. He's done better. Than, he's really better than he was last year. I can't think of anybody better who, really, competition. who really deserves it. Yeah, I mean, nobody's running away with it. Right. Gurley, they, they put Gurley, they, they, they kicked him out of the race for, for cool. all the grass. Quarterback at TCU's. Been pretty pretty damn good. What's his name? Uh, Boykin, Boyan. Oh, like man. You know, we don't even know his name, know man. The, the hybrid guy, the scrambler. You got to know his name to get on the uh, to get on the trophy, don't you? Uh, outside outside so. the uh, outside the, Mariota? the dark horse, Mariota. Obviously, he's been up there. I think Rakeem Cato from Marshall deserves a nod for it. What about that receiver from Alabama? Is he good? Uh, Cooper, Amari yeah. Cooper. Yep. Wide receiver, though. Wide receivers never won it, have you? Unless you're gonna uh, Tim Charles Brown. Woodson, Tim Brown, Brown, he returned. Does does uh he was Cooper return kicks? Uh, did Desmond Howard win it? Yeah, yeah, he won it. Yeah. Yeah. He was wide receiver. But I mean, he was he returned. He had a bunch of kick returns too. Some exciting special teams plays that, that got him over the hump too. They added to it. I mean, because you got to think a receiver, you only get you don't get thrown to every single game. Some games you don't have a catch. Some games you have one two catches. You gotta be. You gotta maximize your opportunities. So I mean, it's it's, it's got to be tough for a receiver to win it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mississippi State has Alabama this weekend. Yeah, the Vanderbilt win. Then they got to play Ole Miss. You got to think Alabama. Ole Miss will possibly beat them. That's gonna be a tough matchup. By the way, those are the only two wide receivers, with the exception of wide receiver slash running back Johnny Rogers in nineteen seventy two in Nebraska. Yeah. Desmond Howard, a 91 wide receiver slash punt returner. Tim Brown, the only one listed as a pure wide receiver. You got to be exceptional, man. He was man. a punt returner. You got to be exceptional to um to um to win the Heisman as a wide receiver because you just don't get that many opportunities to get the ball as many as a running back would unless you return kicks and punt, you know return kickoffs and punts and things like that. Would Charles Woodson be considered semi halfway wide receiver? He's only listed as cornerback punt returner on here. But I think right Desmond away, Howell was the last again, true he, he wide no, receiver to win it. Really winning the Heisman anyway. It should have been Peyton yeah. Manning, but that's no. Yeah, Desmond uh, was the last on, true man. wide receiver to hey, win the Heisman. Man, I believe was, he'd have a good year. He'd have a better year. He wasn't more exciting than uh, hey, Woodson. Charles I mean, Woodson won Charles it Woodson. just off the the last couple games. Was, Woodson he, had a great, a, great year, man. Manning was the best player in college football that year, bar none. It should have been Well, obviously not. Tennessee's record did if not Trevor, show it. If Trevor would have had a vote, then Manning <laughs> would have got it. So, yep. Peyton Manning, if, you, if you're listening, Trevor had your back, man. The fact that Woodson played both sides of the field, man, that separated him from Peyton Manning. I mean, nobody What's does that? that nowadays. He played both sides of the field. Nobody does yeah, that nowadays. Yeah, yeah, It's unheard of, man. Go both ways? Yeah, they don't do that anymore. They don't. Nah. Some what, people what, do. what receiver you see in the NFL that's playing both sides? Oh, you're talking about football. Fo- yeah, college football. Oh. That's dominating. That's actually. I'm man, like in life. Nah, nah. People right. go both ways, nah. man, all the time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. Charles Woodson, he he was he was exceptional. And that's the thing. You're right, right. I mean, I mean you know. TCU's 8-1. and one. You still, I mean, I would put Alabama yeah. above TCU just based, based on conference. 
They will be. I think they will be once they beat old. Heck, I'll put Ohio State, State before TCU, man. Ohio State. Yeah, the same record. They had a good game this they week. Tough, you know, a better, a bigger conference. Yeah, but their one loss is to a bad Virginia Tech team. TCU's only loss was a game where they probably just kind of gave away the very end to a pretty good Baylor team, who's also in the top ten. I don't know, man. But look, man, let's move on to the professional side. The top. Speaking of top ten, let's give you. We'll give you the top five power rankings. Week eleven, NFL number one. I disagree. Patriots, number one. Number two, Cardinals. Can't argue with that. It's hard to argue. Number three, Broncos. Uh, I would put the Eagles above the Broncos right now, but the Eagles are number four. So it's uh, number five, the Cowboys. So that's your top five. Six, seven, Colts, Seahawks. Eight, nine, ten, Lions, Packers, and Chiefs, which is really anybody's. anybody's eight, nine, ten, or anybody's. They're interchangeable. Uh-huh. But uh, top five, I, I think maybe not in that order. But, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that top five. What about you, Carlo? What do you think about uh, Patriots number one, Broncos two, I think the Cardinals should be number one. You can make a strong uh, case for maybe, the Lions yeah. to be in that top five based on the, uh, Matt Stafford's performance this season. Lions, I think the Lions, are, people are sleeping on the Lions, man. I don't think people realize that the Lions are seven and two. You know, they might, you might. You might you, you could probably look up and say, "Oh man, the Lions are five and four. But no, the Lions are seven and two, and the two losses weren't bad losses. They lost. Yeah, to they Carolina. were bad losses. They lost to Oakland. Well, they lost to Carolina. <laughs> no, I'm talking about score wise. Uh, not yeah, no, not score. They weren't. You know, but they honestly, lost, they, they lost the, to Carolina. The, the schedule is kind of cupcakes. I mean, they had Buffalo, New York, Carolina. They beat Buffalo's Green Bay. Hot, though. Uh, the Jets. They beat Green Bay. Green Bay is hot. Lose the Buffalo, beat Minnesota. You know, it's kind of the you know New Orleans, Atlanta. They don't have a big signature win this season. Who the Lions? Yeah. Well, I mean, they have seven Green wins. Ba- Green Bay is the one win. They've got a signature se- win. They've got seven wins. Yeah, though. but it's just it's a, it's against a, a weak schedule. It's not their fault that these teams. I mean, what is perform. this signature win thing? What are they supposed to like? Are they supposed to play the Monstars? Look, man, are they, they supposed to play who's what? on the who's on the schedule? They beat Jacksonville, Buffalo, New York. The Jets, Buffalo's good. Minnesota, New Orleans sucks this year. Atlanta sucks this year. Justice be pissed. Miami's bro. iffy this year. You really don't know who Miami is, even though they they're off to a good start with Tiny Hill. They all have winning records. No, not all of them don't have winning records. The Jets don't have a winning record. Carolina doesn't have a winning record. New York don't have a winning record. Justice beat the pit. Just beat the Steelers. <laughs> they man. made them two and uh, two and what six, two and seven. Well, I mean, hey, the Steelers are uh, what? What are the Steelers? Five. And f- Six and three. I doubt we hear from Frazier tonight due to that. Yeah, he's he's got to be sick. Yeah, man, he's sick, man. That the Jets did them like that. And did you see that Bush League move by the Steelers? The uh, the DB Mitchell at the end of the game when Jets were in victory formation and he just leaped over the uh, pile, Troy Palomalu style. But what happened, <laughs> Nick Mangold saw him at the last second and just flipped him because he was about to, like, take that's Vic how, out. That's how you do it, man. But yeah, yeah, you flip them. Yeah, but I mean, you know, got to protect uh, your quarterback. Protect your. It's my quarterback, man. Um, Rex Ryan was mad, man. He was. He went on a tirade after the game. But you know that was what? Bush League, man. Come I'm, on, Tomlin. I predict your people, man. The Jets might make a late season run. Get your folks. You know they 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 got, they got seven two wins. They, the Jets, they I mean, might. 
Well, Mike Vick said that they 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 be in Percy, the play. Percy be, Harvin. They be going Mike toward Vick. the playoffs if Mike Vick would have started sooner. That's Ooh, what he is said. That what he said? Yeah. Who said it? Mike Vick said that. Ooh. He said they would they would be going to the playoffs if he would have started. Sooner. I mean, he has a nice weapon of Percy Harvin. I don't know if he's learned had time enough to learn the offense, but he had a, yeah, he had a decent game as uh, Sunday night. I mean, Vic Vic had a, Vic was doing it like old school style, man. He was see him break that dude's ankles. Oh yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Carla, put the sunglasses back on if you think the Jets are going to the, the 34 playoffs. years old. You're, you're, you're he said out. they'll make a run. Did he say playoffs? You said playoffs? I didn't say they're making a playoffs. They said they make a run. I said they're making a late season run. Pick in next year's draft. That team is bad. Well, if the Jets roll off four or five straight, and that's it was under Vic, then that you know it says something. But they've won two games all year, so winning four or five straight is going to be an accomplishment in itself. Well, yeah, I mean, but Vic just came back in the play on the playoff on the. Uh, on the scene. And he gave you a good game. And trust me, for someone who watched Vic for the last few years in Philadelphia, that's the one Vic good game Vic is still playing for a contract. What does Philadelphia have to do with it, man? I'm talking about somebody who's seen, watched Vic enough. He'll give you that one game that makes you think, man, he that's still not, got that. But that's Philadelphia, and the next period. four games after that, you will see the Michael Vicks that's turning the ball over, okay. that's not making smart decisions. Just like and, Mark Sanchez is going to do. Quite possibly. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's not Vic. That's the story of the Eagles, man. Vic was Vic now, is, now there's Vic one is, difference though between the two. One, the Eagles defense, while it's not great, does has been helping the offense a lot with special teams and defensive touchdowns. And two, the Jets defense is awful. It's got a decent line; they can stop the run, but they can't stop anybody from throwing it. That's another big reason between Sanchez and Vic's success. Well, I mean, that's not success. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Sanchez has played one and a quarter, <laughs> one like what one and a half games, man. Come on, man. So I mean, it's not it's not a it's not a measuring stick. To, a really. game and a half. Yeah, it's not a huge measuring stick to have. And if Vic, Vic, we already know what you get with Vic. He's played years in the league. Sanchez, his his big thing is still the butt fumble. So you know, unless he wins, unless he, unless he <laughs> two wins teams the, Super the AFC Bowl. title huh? game, he had two Doesn't back-to-back matter. AFC title games, but he always be remembered for fumbling yeah. off someone's butt. Bill Buckner is an all-star. <laughs> he, he always be remembered for the for giving up the World Series. He wasn't a multiple I mean, all-star. Uh, hey man, uh, what are the call? Cubs? Nonetheless, chicken one day, feathers the next. But yeah, man, it's it's crazy out here, man. Look, hey Carlo, what's going on? What, what's we got college basketball coming up, right? Well, yeah, I'll be too at, soon to uh, talk about college basketball. Yeah, I'll be in at, the rank. I thought the top ten rankings came. Well, they man, are, they they've already care. been. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't pay attention to college rankings until after the first month of the season. First two months, really. That's when they really start to matter. You going up to you going up to Nap next week to see uh the State Farm Classic. Kentucky takes on Kansas. I will be there, man. Who is it? Duke and yeah. Michigan State. I'll be there courtside taking pictures. Yeah. yeah. Then you can also catch me November 17th, man, the first Louisville home game, basketball. I'll be there on court side. You'll see those pictures up on Out of Bounds. Look us up on Facebook, OOB. OOB. You got some nice pictures. I was looking through those Florida State pictures again. That was, was pretty cool. Appreciate it, man. Even though the fans didn't, the Louisville local fans didn't appreciate it, but who cares? <laughs> well, what he said, he said he took too many pictures of Florida State. Who cares, man? But look, man. <laughs> We had a, we had a uh, fight last week. I know Carla wants to talk about that, but what we'll do is take this break, and we'll be right back, like they do in the fights, out of bounds. I'm Big Bang. I am the chief. I got a lot of rap, but I'll be brief. I never need a horse. I like the chip, so I drive up in my new Seville. My tribe went down in the Hall of Fame, cause I'm the one who shot Jesse James. Pop a pop. 
Rappers Delight Tribute. Yeah, man. Rappers Delight Tribute, man. Big Bang Hank. Also Veterans Day Tribute. Man, I hate it when my mouth touches the microphone, man. You don't know who's all, who's, whose face has been on it. I just got, just got myself. I said Howie Mandel, man. Yeah. If you were from, if you were in Liberia, Sierra Leone, or what's the other place? <laughs> I forget. One of the three. You would be one of the 4,960 who could have died from Ebola. Just by doing that. Yeah, man. But good thing you're in America where only one person has has died, as far as we know. Makes you feel better, Carlo. We have to put you in quarantine. The only people that actually use that mic are you and the Going Deep guys. Because oh. I'm, I'm usually the only one finding I'm, even, well, I'm even more nervous. CJ Mass, his, his face has been that's on this. His, that's his <laughs> mic, that just, yes. It's yeah. not Justin's or Chad's. That's CJ's. But you said going deep. I wouldn't even. Yeah, you should have said something else. Going deep. And then you touch that mic. Oh, man. But hey, man, look, better you than me, man. <laughs> Speaking of better you than me, what is going on in Carolina, man? It's Look, this story got a lot of attention initially. Um, where it was back in, the, you know, when, and then it, it lost the, the luster and then it gained some more traction when Rashad McCants threw Carolina's program under the bus by saying that um, he could, you could pretty much just go to Carolina if you were a top-notch athlete. And take African American Afro African studies and just write a paper and get an A and stay eligible and uh, go to the NBA or the NFL or the WNBA and uh, nobody everybody was like hey look you know Shaw McCants is crazy but I'm gonna tell you when it, when he first did the story I was I'm uh, Facebook friends with uh, Brandon Bender. And um, he was saying some stuff about it. He was like, man, McCants has always been crazy. But the underlying theme was that Rashad McCants was was snitching, that he was, you know, saying he did the he did the Duran Lamb thing, mm-hmm. you know, talking you know, talking bad about the program, giving up the secrets. But all of a sudden Kind of like Chris Webber. Yeah. But then somebody got to him and he was quiet again. He's like Debo. You know, he was like Chris Tucker. He's like uh, uh, Smokey when Debo come around. He said, "What do he say? When Debo's when De- <laughs> when Debo's around, he said when Debo's around, I don't talk. But when he goes, I talk again. You remember that? <laughs> he said when he's around, I'll be talking. When he go, when he, when he's he, gone, t- he I'll tells talk me again. to shut up. I get quiet, but when he leaves, right. I'll be talking again. Exactly. So you know, that's what happened. But let's get the background, all right? The yeah, background yeah, the is this. Uh, Carolina, under investigation, um, I think it kind of started when this guy, Marvin Austin, right, a football recruit. He was taking the upper-level upper level African Studies class and got a B-plus. And that was before. <laughs> but What's wrong with that? He enrolled as a freshman taking remedial writing, all right? And he was in an upper level class and got a B plus from this lady who was the assistant, the administrative assistant in the department. She wasn't even she wasn't even a teacher. Deborah Crowder. 
She'd been there 30 years, and they made this lady like the the in charge of the academics in that department. All right. So everybody's hands off. So nobody knows. They turn around. She's running the thing. So she's obviously she's the it's the perfect setup because she's the perfect scapegoat. And of course, when Marvin Austin raises the flags by getting you know great grades and he's a remedial reader coming into college. And he got kicked off the team because of, you know, oh, he did, of course, it's never the reason. It wasn't, you know, academic fraud or anything like that. He was taking some improper benefit, got kicked off, then this mm-hmm. stuff came out and he starts talking. But he's, I think he's playing for the, he's playing for your New York Giants right now, I believe, when this, as of a couple of days ago. But, um, so they call, so Carolina's got to do damage control. Yeah. They get this guy, Keith, they said, okay, look, what we'll do. We'll get an independent investigator, okay, to look into these academic irregularities, and we'll clear this whole thing up. And whoever's guilty, we're gonna get them. They're gonna we're gonna hang them high, and then we're gonna clean the house. So Kenneth Weinstein, Weinstein, whatever his name is, he's a D.C. lawyer, ACC guy, graduated from Virginia, then went out to Cal Berkeley. I think Cal Berkeley Law School. And uh, he's 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 a Bush guy, so he gets appointed. He comes out with this with his findings, and of, and lo and behold, who is and 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 and, and we're ready. Everybody's ready. We get Roy Williams out of there, man. He had to know. Rashad McCann said that Roy Williams knew what was happening in two thousand five when everybody was winning championships and they weren't going to class and they were getting A's mysteriously. Roy Williams is gone. We got him. But of course, Weinstein or Weinstein comes out with the findings. Deborah Crowder, it was all her fault. So, of course, she's the perfect scapegoat. She's been working there 30 years. She's an NC, UNC alumnus. Um, she loved the program. But she was it wasn't it wasn't any, anything intentional. She just loved the program so much that she just gave all these guys A's. Now let's clarify her role and as Roy far as her, her role with the ministry, with the North Carolina University. She what is her the job? Two thousand eleven, by the way. Two thousand nine, but she's been there thirty years. What, what was her job? But that's but see that's but that's the thing. When she left, she when she this is when everything fell apart. Yeah. Because in two thousand nine, because she was the only person grading it was it's, it's so was she a secretary she was a secretary that's, that's brilliant she was, yeah, yeah i mean yeah, name it's, linked it's with her also that but she was supposedly the mastermind of it that that and they looked at the papers and they said some of them were almost like copy and pasted from wikipedia and they were getting a's and b's and it was like do you remember the old chris rock stand up when he talked about taking black history he's like i'll just show up i'm black i get a b right <laughs> hey i'm pretty sure she got her kids <laughs> a good education with that money doing. she was getting under the table oh probably so but you know the, the chairman is a, is an African guy, Julius Niangaro, and he like pretty much didn't have anything to do with the class. I mean, with yeah, with 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 the department. This lady was pretty much running the whole thing, man. When it came to these athletes, so they're saying the African American Studies Department was giving out free grades. Well, that class, well, not the department, but that one class. That was. one class, and I mean, it's, but it was it was pretty much the department wholesale because what happened was. Wayne Walden is another name. He's Roy William, one of Roy Williams' uh, Kansas transplants. His job as the academic counselor was to find cla- find easy classes for these guys, classes that these guys could pass, and that's what he did. And that's you know 
I'm talking. This is the basketball program. Yeah. Now the football program was in on it. Then they've already been the, punished though for it. The They're female still- basketball program was in on it, and um, they actually this is <laughs> this is the funny part. The football program guy and the uh, I think who is this? No, the football program guy and the uh, female basketball uh, 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 academic person went to this lady Crowder and was like, "Hey, they had a list." of names of student athletes that they needed to get their grades up, you know, in order to keep them eligible. And she was like, and she told the investigator, she goes, look, um, I don't even, I didn't, I did not look at that list. I didn't do anything with it. I didn't change any grades because I didn't have to. Everybody that turned in the paper got an A or B. <laughs> so they were like, they're wasting their time. Everybody already got an A or B. I mean, I, I had classes in college that was based off attendance. But this was like a high level. This is a yeah, this is like a serious a, class. Okay, well, what's, what's a high level African American study? I have a minor 40, in African American studies. What do they consider the, a high level? These people were majoring in African American yeah, studies. Over forty percent, like forty four percent, I think of the of the students that took this class from ninety three to two thousand nine were were athletes or, or members of the basketball or football team. So clearly, it was something that was amongst the known the, the players and was not a secret in, on campus. I'm sure. But doesn't every university get the players, the classes that they can well, take and pass? They, they that's do, probably that's but that's the bigger point. That's but the athletes bigger point. is what they do. Yeah, that's, what, not, that's what academic, that's academic advisors do. They find you to you, t- yeah. you sit there, you talk to them. But you, and some people want to take the Carl, easiest classes, just get the heck out. Carl, of there's a big difference in having Andy Katzenmoyer take VCR repair, and at least it's a class he has to show up. Maybe do something. He shows up, unless Louisville does it, Kentucky does it. You get kids easy classes. All they do is show up. But at least they're actually having to show up, maybe actually put something on paper and do a worksheet at least. These kids were just copy and pasting Wikipedia pages and sending in it and getting A's and B's. That's that, that's a little extreme in terms of giving an a, a athlete a benefit of the doubt for an easier class. They, they were turning in something, though, right? Yeah. They well, were, something. <laughs> I mean, I guess. They I mean, were turning in something. They were turning in something, but it was, yeah, like Trevor said, it's, it's cut and paste. Some people... They might not. It wasn't their work. And here's another. Here's a couple more statistics. They said the scheme had lasted for 18 years and included 300, 3,100 students taking this. This was a paper class. One class. You had to. No, but, no, no. But hold up, Carlo. You didn't have to go to class. You just had to turn in a paper. You had to turn a paper in. Now, people who took the same class. I've had classes like that. Well, hold up though. People who took the same class lecture. The average GPA was 3.28. People who took the class. Nine athletes that took the class. Well, I don't know. I don't just right. say people who took right. the class period with the lecture. I'm, you know, we assume that it's just regular, regular folks, regular students, not student athletes. But the people who took the paper class got a 3.62 GPA. Point, and, that's, and that makes a huge difference, right? And this lady, this lady pretty much was. She was the well. Here's the thing. Sounds she was like a, a lot. It's a lot of holes in that man. She was a scapegoat. A lot of holes in the story. They said, "Hey, I mean, we all know what happened." They said, "Look, you you handle this. We'll have nothing to do with it. We'll stem your way. Somebody else, Roy Williams, stays away from it. Butch Davis stays away from it. When he was there at the time, everybody stayed. All the big time guys stay away from it. And this lady, we'll pin it on this lady. But you can retire. We'll give you all your pension, all this other stuff, because you helped the program out." Right, you got us some championships by keeping people eligible. So we're not gonna, you know, criminal stuff. We're not gonna take your money, and we'll just. And Weinstein comes up with this this okay. investigation that says, "Hey, it was just, it was neglect. It was I, neglect. It I wasn't anything you, purposeful. It was neglectful." I think you had to take nine to twelve credit hours to save full time. 
I think it's twelve credit hours. To it's twelve, at least twelve. So well, this is have one class out of twelve hours. So it's a three-hour class. So they're saying this one class was a deal breaker to keep these kids in school. This one class was keeping them eligible. Well, you got. I don't let's see. I don't know. So it has to be more than four in it. Yeah, you could. You can. You can. That one class by. can't keep. One class can't keep you eligible. If you're getting two point in three classes at three point four in your fourth class, yeah, that's gonna bring up your GPA pretty decent. But especially, especially if your other classes were like this. Austin yeah, what are kid, the other classes? Remedial yeah. reading. Yeah, I mean exactly. If you're taking, but you got to think because if you have, if the core curriculum, if you're taking, I mean, you went to everybody went to school. If your core curriculum, even for, even for non-athletic people, if your core curriculum is math, English, and writing. Oh, whatever, math, arithmetic, whatever it is, reading, writing, arithmetic. Yeah. And this is, I guess, your major is African-American studies. If you're taking remedial classes, you're going to pass those remedial classes, I would hope. Yeah, or at least stay eligible. But if you had to take these electives or get into your major, which is what this was, you're going to have to have a high GPA to balance that stuff out. And so, if, yes, and, it and makes you have difference. to take a hard class. You take one hard class, you're barely getting by with, right. a, with a 1.8 or a 2 or, or whatever a D is. Then you get you get a decent grade, a, you know, a, a C or a B in, in, in watching TV class. Then you get an A or a B, a B plus in a class that you don't have to do anything but just click on a Wikipedia page and, and forward it to your professor. That's going to make your other two hard classes irrelevant. You could you could fa- be failing those classes and get a, a passing GPA just off of the, the other two K classes. And just to prove I, that, I know, just to I, prove that point, Julius Peppers yeah, he was stayed in Carolina for four years, right? Multi sports, multi yeah, right. Imagine that football and basketball, great in both, awesome in both. Okay, he barely he never reached a two point by the time he was going to his four year, maybe stayed three years, but he never got a two His best grades were in what? African studies. So yes, look, that man. makes a difference. Keep look, it eligible. I, okay, somebody speaking from experiences. I got a degree in political science, double mind in criminology and African studies. It's not that hard, man. It wasn't that hard. Carlo, man, come on. All man. you had to do was write write papers. Carlo, you went and to class. To the so you went to class. These kids, uh, it's it's just, it was a systematic thing where you're getting these. But kids. you used to athletes missing class due to their football schedule because they're not always in class. Carlo, the point is this: when they got there, they did not have the basic skills. To to, I mean, to they even keep, keep dumping on the African studies department. It, no, not, no, no, it's not even. It's not, it yeah. have, it just happened to be that class. It could be math it happens science. To be that class. It doesn't matter with the class. African it's the stu- point. It's not the point. Yeah, these people were barely making the minimum to get in. They couldn't. They could. They they weren't eligible to get in when they got there. And then when they got there, they had to cheat to keep them eligible. But you know, hey, the bigger point is this. I think it's the equivalent of the mobsters giving a job to a guy at the at the sanitation department. He never shows up, but he gets a paycheck. That's what they. That's what the college version. That's called, a, that's called a corporate manager. It's <laughs> called a CEO. Yeah, <laughs> but but, but here's because the they thing. do that, I don't think any that's less called of garbage a CEO, man. They're still good workers. But but, but <laughs> what what it is though is you have you have institutions like Carolina and it's, it's it happens everywhere. You have these institutions that you know on the one hand they get all these grants. They they you know they they tote. About their graduation rate, they've got this X amount of Rhodes Scholars. And this Carolina, sports program. And North Carolina loves to brag about their academics. And you're lying. Worse, yeah. You're lying. But I mean, if you're going to do it, just say, "Hey, look, these guys got in. They're not eligible. We're going to let them play." Just say that. 
You the, see that? Because the way they puffed their chest out it was well, what makes them look worse. It's like the uh, what was Tammy Faye Baker's the husband, the the uh, the uh, evangelist what, preacher, Jim Baker. Yeah, Jim Baker. It's like you know him preaching all this guy, and then he find out he's got three prostitutes in a houseboat. Yeah, you know that's what that North Carolina is. They're puffing their chest. We're academic this, we're academic that. Oh, by the way, our kids don't even go to class. Have to, we got right. one class where they don't have to show up. I mean, even Spicoli got to be in that class, and nobody's taking Carolina's. It's called away. online courses, man. No, it's I took an online course. It's called online courses. I'm taking easy class. These guys didn't even log in, Carlo. If if it's online, they didn't even log in, man. That's what the girlfriend was for, man. Well, yeah, 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 obviously. But, you know, I mean, and it's a story that, I mean, I think it's going to be, I think it it might not gain traction. And obviously it hadn't, not yet. But I think it's going to be a story that's imitated around the country because everybody's doing it. And everybody's done it, and everybody knows it. So you know, but I mean, let's make it. You know, why even why even lie about it, man? If you're not gonna, if you as an inst- educational institution, you want to call these, they make it a point. NCAA makes it a, a a great point to say student athlete, student athlete. Every interview, student athlete, student athlete. These guys, they're, they're hired guns, man. They're hired guns to make the institution money. And that's pretty much it. When you quit or when you get kicked off or whatever, unless you make it to the pros, you're, you're, you're out, you know. And then even if you do make it to the pros, you you lose all your money because you don't have the common you don't you have you don't have the common. Well, I, I think this. I think it's that, I don't think this is common nowadays. I think that's kind of fading away a little bit, man. A lot of a lot of these kids are getting smarter. They're getting smarter. Yeah, as far as handling their money, <laughs> they're getting educated. They, they, <laughs> they're getting educated prior to to coming in. Like they have the rookie class teaching about finances. They have more resources to to teach them how to keep their money and make smart business decisions versus before in the past. Okay, one example. Give me an example. Uh, Jennings, a place for who's uh, Detroit now? Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings is a great example. What is these? He rides around. He, he, he rides around in the Ford, uh, like a tourist. Man. He's very play. thrifty. Huh? This is the way he manages his, his money. They, they, did a, they did a good story on him, how he manages his, his money as a young guy. His defense, okay. the way four, he four his is a fancy car in Milwaukee, though. And it's in Milwaukee, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, probably it's, Milwaukee. Yeah, they, they're driving. Dodge I was gonna say, most recent example. How about Des Bryant? Oh wait a minute, he dropped a half a million dollars on his rookie year. He's on in a, debt now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Des is in debt right now, and he's still currently playing. I mean, you see less bling nowadays, don't you? I don't know, Carlo, but I just don't I think it's a setup. It's I a see setup. They're setting these guys up to to to. I mean, you know, and then you say, oh, well, he lost all his money. Well, see, this yeah. is what they don't well, plan he for. Have a good start. They out, they make a lot of money early, but they have a lot of a branch, a, a huge branch overhead. Then oh, after, yeah. after four Absolutely. four or five years, not an NBA, they have this huge branch overhead, and now that they're make, making the income. To keep it up, that's where they go wrong. Go watch yeah. thirty thirty. Keep up your, broke. That's that's the best. Oh, one speaking to watch. of thirty thirty tonight, it's on right now. Randy Moss, man, I'm recording. Yeah, it's gonna, it's be, gonna nice. be a good one. It's gonna be a good. It's one. Called, I think it's called the School of Rand or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rand University. Rand University. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna. He might come back. They said. He said. If, <laughs> he said if Peyton asked him to come back, he'll come back. It's an easy trivia question. Name his name his uh, what NBA uh, starter oh, was yeah. his high school teammate in basketball. White chocolate. Man. Yep. Jason Williams. But but you know. It's you know it's a story that goes on and it's not going to stop because it's too much money involved and there's no and really there's no need to educate an athlete. 
It's I no mean, need. Uh, their, their craft is being an athlete. Yeah, it's no benefit. Yeah. It's no you, benefit. You do realize that uh, only maybe barely 1% of athletes play professionally, though. Brandon, you're an example. You played collegiately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, think, I, think I you, knew I, I wasn't going to play. Well, you should always have the, the, the in the back of your mind, always think you're not going to play. But let me tell you, man. That way, when you do play and make money, it's just it's just – Icing on the cake. Trevor, it does. That's the problem. Tell that to kids. somebody who plays for Louisville Bulls, man. It does, it does, it does, I'm <laughs> telling you though, Trevor. Here's the, in, in, you know, that's a good point. But the guys that I went to school with, the guy like the guys that I still associate with now, that I played ball with, those guys, we got it. We got it. Like you know, we knew. We like we like. Hey, we got to go class. We gotta, you know, but if, but if the it, Cowboys offered you a job, I'd have called you to take it still. But you're still not going to – that doesn't mean you're going to diminish your education. Sure, sure. And then, and then you know, but other guys that were on my team, they knew, they just knew that somehow, some way, they were going to go pro. No, sir, I'm dead serious, man. I, and I don't want to – I don't want to be I mean, it's guys, it's guys having a dream because you yeah. should have a dream. But yeah. why, but even people who dream have to wake up and face reality. On but occasion. Trevor, man, you're talking about an 18, 19, 20 year old kid who you're telling that to, and everybody's telling them the best thing since sliced bread, right? They they you know got a couple girls. So it's chicken and the egg. Well, who's to blame? I don't know. Do you blame the kid for falling for? Do you blame for the people? For I'm pretty sure. I don't know. These kids were smart enough to know when they went to Limestone, Limestone College, Most, that they had a 99 percent. Chance ninety nine point nine percent chance of not making it to NFL. Carlo, how many? <laughs> how how many people Alabama do you and have a ninety nine percent chance of not making the NFL? But how many? How many people do you know? And I think it's a real life example. How many people do you know in your life that didn't even play on the high school team but knew that they were going to go pro? <laughs> I know people like that, man. I don't know. I mean, they played high school. No, nah, I know people that didn't make the team. And knew they were going to go pro. You one couldn't day, tell. Day. You couldn't tell him any different. You know, he he got kicked off the team because he couldn't they go put pro? down the, the weed. But huh? Did they go pro? <laughs> the guys that you know, did they go pro? They went pro in something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> they went pro in something. That's just like the NCAA. All these people were going to go pro. Professional cashier at McDonald's. Yeah. They're working over at Enterprise, man. That's why. That's why. That's why all the athletes that don't make it. Thought they were selling cars. I know two former players that work at Enterprise. <laughs> they work at Enterprise. I thought they were selling cars, man. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah. man. Hey, man, I worked at Enterprise. I did a stint there, man. <laughs> but no, I no, mean, yeah, selling cars is what these sometimes the uh, backup plan for the yeah. popular high college athletes that didn't go pro, like. Uh, like Eastbound and Out with Ricky with, uh, yeah, with Powers. You watch yeah. Eastbound and Out professionally. Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers. Yeah, watch it. Is a McDonald's All American that did that. Uh, what was the John play, Wall commercial where he Car- talks about going the through the, uh, the John it's Wall it's commercial where he goes talks about going through the career, career changes and he ends up selling cars at the end because <laughs> <laughs> he went broke giving all his money to his friends. Hey, man. But, you know, hey, that's the interesting story, man. I mean, it keeps on going on and on and on. And Carolina's front and center, but, you know. Well, see, and the problem is now kids know they were – some of them are starting to realize they're not going to all be pros. So instead of actually embracing the education they were given like you did – Instead of doing that to make up for not going pro, they're saying they want to get paid for playing in college. That's the difference. That's oh. the laziness of our generation is that now it's all, you know what, I know I might not make it pro, even though I have a chance to get an education. I'm not going to put that aside, but maybe I should just get paid for, for my college tenure instead now. 
Well, you know, that's uh, nah, a stretch. And my favorite is when they point at the coach. The Nick, the coach makes $7 million. He's also 50 years old. Do you think he was making $7 million when he was 22, working, grabbing loose balls for his coach in, in college? No. It's, you know, hey, man. It's, it's, they, don't it's, want, they don't want to make, they don't want to earn their dues. They, what, you know, what, what do they say? And you get, get off my lawn, kids. You get paid, <laughs> you get paid what you negotiate, not necessarily what you're worth, right? But uh, it's true. we're almost out of here. Uh, Bernard Hopkins lost. Yeah, man. I think that may be the end to the old man. He got pretty. You know what? You got to give him credit. Heart of a warrior. He went yeah. 12 rounds with this young guy. Yeah. Took some heck of a punch. I don't know if you saw the 12th yeah, round, man, it, but he man. was getting his head, head beat all, all around the, the I ring, it was man. Done. But uh, he, he got knocked down first round and 10th round. Uh, first round and 10th round, he hit, he hit the canvas. Yeah. He actually shook Sergey a couple times, man, but he just didn't have enough. Yeah, he didn't have enough. Uh, Did you say the first round and the 10th round? It got yeah. huge, man. You mean like the first minute of the 10th round? No, he got knocked down in the first and the tenth. Yeah. He got knocked oh, down the twice. first and the tenth. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's that guy was huge, man. But uh, you know, it's it's shaking up the light heavyweight division. Hopefully, we can see an Adonis Stevenson and Sergey Kovalev fight next. That's the next two big names in that division. Yeah, Kovalev, he's 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 real deal. I'll be proud of me. I watched some boxing on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, it's Hopkins, B Hop. Yeah. Yep, I watched about ten minutes of that. I mean, I was, it, it was, I was good. In Winfield, Kansas. If you know where that's it, I'll give you a dollar. By the way, well, you know, uh, Fifty Cent <laughs> oh, was also John uh, Steinbeck. That's right. Fifty Cent was promoted on the undercard, man. He had a couple of his guys fighting that oh, night. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, he's trying to. He's he's so he he really is. He wants to be Floyd Mayweather. Uh, I think he wants to be a better businessman in boxing than Floyd Mayweather. It's not. It's not going to happen. Doesn't Floyd Mayweather also come out with Justin Bieber as well? Yeah, he's Floyd Mayweather's the man. He's the man. Are you, are, you, are you back on that boy band thing, Trey? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Don't make fun of the boy bands. Boy bands have their place in hit musical history. Even, you wouldn't sure. make fun of the Jackson 5. They were boy bands. That's not a boy band. That's a family band. Yeah, that's not a boy band. That's a family band. That's not a boy band. I mean, yeah, it's like. Did they dance yeah. and, chore- and, and choreograph moves. Put like this, man. Boy, I, I, I hate to put band. it to you. No R&B boy. group, a nah. sofa group is a boy yeah. band. Oh, come on. That only falls for a different category. That's like 98 Degrees. and sync. Those are boy bands. Who's on the O-Town boy band. You don't boy band then? No. Oh, seriously? New Edition was founded by the same people that founded New Kids on the Block. They were R&B. But those guys would like individually. Those guys went on to greatness. Okay, so Carl, I'm assuming it's basically you're saying if you're white, you're a boy band. Yeah, if pretty you're much. Black, yeah. You're arms. You're arms. <laughs> I think it's a talent thing, man. It's a talent. New, uh, if you can't do anything outside of the, the black band, boy band, if only one of your members can do something outside of the band, then you're a boy band. Boys to men, a boy band. Nah, they were R&B. They had individual stuff. They had individual. They were good. For white guys, the Beatles. Would you consider them a boy band? Nah, even though technically they were. Yeah, but they're not a boy. No, nah, they weren't boy band. Nah, they wrote and everything. Like it was that. good music, man. You yeah. know, you already know the answer they, to the question. They own, they own, they own their own. Uh, <laughs> you just have the bad stuff. Wax, man, boy masters, band, like yeah. New Kids and Backstreet. They own Michael Jackson. And, you, stuff, and right? you're not Michael understanding the actual what a boy band is. You just have the bad stigma of of what's been current boy bands of the garbage boy bands. Trevor, you look like the guy that founded a boy. What's his name? <laughs> Old Town. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Or what's, his name? <laughs> what's his name? Rhea Perlman. He founded Old Town and yeah. I think NSYNC, man. He's in trouble with the IRS, too. <laughs> well, that's luckily I'm not that because I don't make enough money for the IRS to get yeah, You do look like you a little bit, man. <laughs> but look, man. You're missing the glasses. We got to bounce, man. Going deep's coming up. You know what time it is. 7 o'clock Tuesday. Carlo Kellen, Brandon Lawrence, Trevor Kelsey on the wheels. Um... What are we? Out of bounds. Peace. Wow.